Deep in God's Word is a Bible study for women. Each month, your host, Cindy Colley, will discuss the study highlights and answer some of your questions. You can find more information about the Digging Deep Bible Study at thecolleyhouse.org. Now let's grab our shovels and dig into the meat of God's Word. At the time of this recording, I am getting ready for the podcast tonight. It will be the November podcast, the second month of our study on the authority of Jesus Christ. As I'm getting ready for that podcast, I was reading over some material written by N.B. Hardiman in a series of sermons that he presented in a public forum in Nashville, Tennessee. As I'm reading this, um, I, I just came across some things that are worded so well that I'd like to share them with you as a part of the preparation for the podcast tonight. He says, and I'm going to do some amending here to make it more pertinent to us today, but it's largely taken from page 137 of a book called Hardiman's Tabernacle Sermons. Let's see, I believe this is volume, volume 5. Hardiman's Tabernacle Sermons, Volume 5. I'm on page 137. People misunderstand the church of which I'm a member many times. They ask, don't you folks have a creed? We answer, yes. Don't you have a discipline? Sure. Have you not a confession of faith? Certainly so. Well, they next ask to see the creed, and we gladly hand them just the New Testament. To it, he says, I've subscribed 100%. I've pledged myself to be nothing, to accept nothing, nor to do anything other than what my creed has authorized. There we go with our authority. Christ prayed that all of us might be one. Paul pleaded that we all speak the same thing and be of the same mind. And all people who really love the Lord would like to have such a unity prevail. If it is ever brought about, we have to reject all the human creeds and subscribe to the statement in 2 Timothy 3.16, which says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God might be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished, to all good works. By such a standard as this, all matters that come up for consideration can be tested. If something's presented, we can ask, well, is it a good work? If so, then we're to engage in it. If not, of course, we would pass it by. But how can we know whether or not it's good? Bear in mind that the word good is a relative term. Something might be good as determined by one standard and bad when measured by another. In all matters religious, the Bible is our standard, and by it all items of faith must be determined. So the Bible then furnishes us, provides us with everything we need to do every good work. God's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
The Spirit will guide you into all truth. So if the Bible is absolutely silent regarding any matter, then proper respect on my part for the Word demands that it not be in the worship or work of the church of which I'm a member. And it only follows that no question can present itself, but its standing may be determined by comparison with the Word of God. Many things are right within themselves, but they're wrong when brought into the worship and service of God. To illustrate this, Brother Hardiman points out that Christ ate bread in the home of Lazarus. And goes on to say, well, why then didn't he eat the bread when he was so hungry on the mountain and the devil tempted him to turn the stones into bread? What was the difference? It's okay to eat bread. Well, simply because of the fact that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, Christ was not his own. He was not doing what seemed right to him or pleasing to him. He was subject to God's authority. Remember, I'm, I'm diverting a little bit here from Brother Hardiman, but remember we studied in Philippians chapter 2 that he emptied himself and was found in fashion as a man and subjected himself by obedience to death, even the death on the cross. He didn't come to do what he wanted to do. He was subject to God's authority. He knew that whenever God wanted him to eat bread, the command would be given. So the acceptance of such a principle will solve all the problems that may arise among, among us. Brother Hardiman goes on, but then he says at the end, when we walk by faith and not by sight, when we hold our own opinions as private property and do not seek to force them on others, it's no trouble whatever to maintain unity and peace within the church. How we aren't divided over what's in that book, over what it specifically says, but the body is torn asunder and the devil rejoices at the division among those who profess to be his followers. And all of this because of the fact that we let our opinions, our ideas, and our pet notions become paramount. Instead of holding them in subjection and keeping them to ourselves to meditate on in the quietude of our own company as we wish, we sometimes become so enthusiastic over our ideas that we begin to promulgate them and to insist that God's Word clearly states them. Our time is out. Come today and let's all stand upon His Word. I enjoyed reading that as I prepare tonight to talk about 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture, Scripture just there is a generic word meaning any writing, all Scripture that's inspired of God is also profitable, is a good rendering of that verse. He needed to say all Scripture that's inspired of God is also profitable for these four things he's going to list because all Scripture is just all writings. And what he's saying here, he's specifically talking about all of the writings that are inspired or breathed by God. Those are the ones that are also profitable 
in four comprehensive categories they are beneficial or profitable to mankind. They're profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Sisters, what that means is that they are profitable for teaching me in the way that my life must be instructed. They will instruct every part of my life. They will cut from me those things that are wrong and they will add to me those things that are righteous. Can you just imagine any quandary, any need, any situation, any eventuality, anything that might come up in in your life? One of these four categories will apply and help you to find resolution in the problems of life. Doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. You can look into God's Word and one of those four categories is going to apply in every situation you face. And it's going to make you perfect. Oh, perfect, Cindy Colley. It's going to make me perfect. Not perfect in character, not perfect in morals, not perfect in your decision-making ability. But it tells you how it's going to make you perfect. It's going to make you completely furnished to every good work. When it comes to doing righteousness, when it comes to obeying God, when it comes to pleasing Him so that you can go to heaven, you've got a stocked pantry. When you walk over to the pantry and look, you're going to find what you need for sustenance to remain faithful to God. Any creed or guide or booklet for any church in the world today that gives more than the New Testament is really giving us too much. Any creed or catechism or guidebook or booklet for a church that gives us less than what the New Testament expressly says is leaving something out. And any guidebook that gives us exactly the same thing that the New Testament contains is superfluous because we already have the New Testament, the New Covenant, the sealed will of the one who is deceased, Jesus Christ, the one who died and lives again. He has given us His will and testament. We have it, and it's all we need. Praise God, it is all we need. And so for those who are committed, those who are committed to do His will in every aspect of life, of course His covenant is all that we need. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.